Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. And welcome to episode zero of the Bigfoot Collectors Club. I'm your host, Michael McMillan, and joining me is your other host... Bryce Johnson. Hi, Bryce. <laughs> I tried to be so cool. That was a really cool... Thanks. You got a good radio voice. Oh, We're thanks. already coming out strong. <laughs> uh, so this is a podcast where we discuss weird stories of high strangeness from the pages of paranormal history. UFO abductions? Yes. Yes. Ghostly encounters? Uh-huh. Yeah, we got them. Astral projection? Oh, yeah. Yeah, why not? But wait a minute, guys. What about uh, serial killers? Mm, nah. Nope. Not weird enough. No. I mean, weird. Yeah, but not our thing. Not our thing. Not our bag. True crime? No. No, no that's not our thing. Conspiracy theories? Mm, depends on whether or not they were orchestrated by reptilians. Yeah, that's true. And even then, it's a little sketchy. Yeah. I mean, right. really, where the reliable witnesses. I love the news reporter footage where they, they do like, you're like, that is not rep- reptilized. Oh, we're going <laughs> to... We're going to get there. We're going to talk all about that at some point. So here on this podcast, there'll be monsters, phantoms, goblins, aliens, ghosts. Yes. And of course, Sasquatch. Yeah. Sasquatchy. Yeah. Is that the plural for Sasquatch? Sasquatchai. Sasquatchai. I think so. Oh, man. See, this is why I'm doing this podcast with you. (laughs) Now, if it sounds completely unbelievable, we're going to talk all about it. Because here in the Bigfoot Collectors Club... We don't want to believe. We already do. We already do. Yeah. So sit back, relax, and join the club on our inaugural episode, Origins Zero. All right. All right, here we go. This is our first episode. Segment one. I know. So listen, we're going to tell lots. Each week, we're going to tell lots of cool. Well, once a week. I mean, each week we'll tell one story. Seven nights a week. Seven nights a week. We're going to bring you Guys, a new story. Guys, we're already, this is, you know what, this has become 24-hour <laughs> news cycle already, right out of the gate. Um, no, so, uh, Bryce, it's good to sit down with you. Finally, we've been talking about doing this podcast for a few months now. It's true. Uh, Bryce and I met each other years ago on an episode of a TV show that I used to work on called What I Like About You. That's right. You wrote that episode. And I wrote an episode, which was crazy, and Bryce came in. It was one of the rare occasions where I got to be an actor sitting in the room casting. That's wild. And we picked you because you were so good. I love that. You were perfect for the role. Aw. And then so years pass, and uh, both working as actors in L.A., and then uh, we got cast on Major Crimes together for TNT. Yeah, that's right. It was a funny episode, too. But then we immediately connected and started talking about UFOs and th- 
things we watch and read, and it was. I like, think it was, it was because I had recently seen Willow Creek. Yeah, maybe that was it. Uh, which is a movie that Bryce is in. If you're listening to this podcast and you have not seen Willow Creek, you got to check it out. It's like the best Bigfoot horror movie. That's what we set out to do. Yeah, it's like part Thank documentary. You. Thank you. Part yeah, you know, horror because there's some real interviews in that. Yeah, no, absolutely. The mo- and, and and you know. Bobcat Goldway directed and he got the right guy because he called I'm a Bigfoot aficionado I love that stuff so when he called me this is why we're doing this yeah I know I said you got the right guy <laughs> I mean, so I mean you know uh, the script was mostly a skeleton and we worked in we tried to work in a lot of great Bigfoot lore and you know you've done a lot of work Mike and so have I and it's like there's there's a lot of stuff I'm not proud of but in that's sure. like the that's like one we've of those seen things. some of those photos I know and that's like the one that's one of the things I'm really really proud of. It's a really cool, really well done movie. It was one of those that uh, I didn't realize that you were in it when I was watching it. I was like, "Well, Bobcat Goldthwait directed this. This looks rad." Yes. And it's about Bigfoot, and you know, Willow Creek is where the uh, Patterson Gimlin film was shot. Yeah, that's right. So Willow Back Creek in the is late like 60s. the uh, the gateway into uh, Bigfoot country. At the the where the Patterson film was. It, they just had their 50th anniversary. That's really cool. Isn't that incredible? Was it 67? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, October 20th, 1967. No way. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. I've been to Willow Creek. It's awesome. Uh, it's you gotta get you have to get off the freeway up there in Northern California to get there. But it's a beautiful drive through the mountains, and it's a city full of like giant Bigfoot statues and murals, and I I love it. It's like a definitely a, a, a cryptid. If you're a cryptid fan, it's definitely one of the cryptid meccas. You gotta I'm gonna go jump visit. in there because you said you like you drove out there to see it. Do you do that often, or do you ever go to like mystic places or like strange like yeah make definitely those road trip stuff? Basically, many of my road trips are based on checking out some of those we spots. Have to do that, I know. We'll see. We my take this I, on the road. I have a buddy who lives back in Kansas City, where I'm from, David, and he have I, he and I have gone to Area 51. We've gone to Roswell, which was incredible, and I'm going to talk a little bit about that. Oh, wow. Later in this podcast. And then uh, Willow Creek, and just, you know, uh, we, we try to hit places in and around, especially California in the southwest, where we know there might be some weird stuff going on. Yeah. Sedona, Arizona. Yeah. There's, like, tunnels to the underground there. I have a book written UFO by, uh, oh, he's that UFO hunter guy, but he put a book out of strange places, so oh. it literally has dots on all the maps. So that's the coolest. Pick it off, you know? Um, but so, so uh, Bryce, you obviously, when you shot Willow Creek... Uh, and you did play Bigfoot in that movie, didn't you? Did I? <laughs> no. <clears throat> you know who played Bigfoot was Bobcat. And uh, during that tent scene, uh, half of me is trying to, like, you know, play afraid and, and be serious. The other half of me is, like, imagining Bobfoot because he's half naked running around with a big stick hitting trees going. <laughs> and so I just imagine, like, he's like a 12-year-old boy right now. He's, like, running around the woods. Pretending to be Bigfoot, and I gotta be scared. If, you know? if America found out that Bobcat <laughs> Goldthwait was like part Bigfoot, yeah, or raised by, it would kind of make sense. I mean, he's a brilliant yeah. guy. Yeah, I also think Sasquatch are pretty Sasquatchy. It's are true. Pretty brilliant. You know, I, I gotta touch on that scene too because you know it's like for those of you who don't know, there's this really great, and I'm not gonna give too much away, but there's mm. a really scary scene where Bryce, who plays a documentarian, and his girlfriend yep. are in a tent in the middle of the woods outside willow creek and it is 
one of the scariest scenes I've ever seen in oh, a movie. Oh, thanks. Even I look at it and go like, I don't know if I want to go camping again. You know, it's like... I actually uh, will not go camping because of that movie. And, and you know what? Bobcat said, I remember, him, I remember him saying, he's like, uh, you know, first of all, anybody can go into the woods with a camera and try and shoot a movie, but this man has such vision. He, he I remember him saying, I really want to set out to do a, a really long scene. I want to challenge myself, you know, just to see what, what I can accomplish, you know. And literally, we only did three takes, and each take is like 18 to 20 minutes, and it's just... Um, it was such an incredible experience, like, you know, just being in it that long, you actually start to, like... I was just incredible, but yeah. Uh, I mean, what I love about that scene is, you guys, you can tell you're really listening, yeah, to the sounds in the woods, yes. and it's so effective. It's great, yeah. So anyway, awesome. check out Willow Creek if you haven't already. Totally. Bryce is great in it. It's a great movie. Um, but you, you, when you, you said earlier when you got cast in that film, you were already a Bigfoot or yeah. um, a paranormal. I would, I would branch out and say yes. fan. What, like, when did you get into stuff? Like, when did you get into this material? That's a great question. So, and it's a specific moment in my life, I remember, like, um, feeling that there was other things outside of this world than, than you know, what we're kind of privy to. Should I jump right in and, and do it? No, I'm just, uh, uh, I, I'm, I, like, just a little anecdotes. Like, when you were a kid, were you... Well, it's uh, one specific story, really. Oh, uh, well, let's... Then we better take a break, and we'll come right back and tell your story yeah. in a minute. Uh, you're listening to the Bigfoot Collectors Club, and we're going to come right back with Bryce's story. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to the Bigfoot Collectors Club. Okay, so each week we are going to tell one story from paranormal history. You know, we might talk about the Roswell incident. We might talk about the Patterson film. You know, those are some well-known ones. We're also going to get into some more obscure stories. Uh, but since this is our inaugural episode, this is like our prequel episode, mm. uh, we're going to kick this whole thing off by telling two weird stories, one each from our own lives, that kind of clue the listener into uh why we're why we're connected or what keeps us connected to the world of the paranormal so bryce you were just mentioning a moment ago that uh you have uh an encounter in your life that something happened yeah for sure it was very strange right so i think i was like five or six right my parents had just gotten divorced and i had moved to to denver with my mom and older brother 
I remember us being in this cul-de-sac. We had this house. It was a new house, and so I didn't know a lot of the kids. But for some reason, they all had gathered over on our driveway, and you know, we were starting to talk. A couple of the neighborhood kids and us. And so this is a real Stranger Things. Oh yeah. Setup. Oh yeah. Oh for <laughs> sure. Yeah. No. Totally. Right. And you're all in your BMXs. Yeah. You're wearing your puffy vests. No. And and you know, I think one, one of the... your buddies doesn't have his teeth yet. <laughs> I wish. Uh, one of these kids, one of the older kids, I think he brings out. I don't remember if it was a Ouija board or some kind of like board game or something, um, something I had never seen before. And um, anyway, all the, I, I remember next, my mom kind of coming from the gardening and, and, and seeing what we were doing and kicking everybody out, you know. And she was like, "This is, you know, don't do this around here." He had so, basically had he like drawn a pentagram. On no, the it was it was some sort of down. it was some sort of like <laughs> board, of board game or Ouija board. It was okay. just some, and he was like speaking like dark art shit or like whatever right like summoning so this demons. kid was a we- like straight up oh totally. wizard yeah i think there's probably one in every neighborhood this is a wizard family <laughs> wizard he wishes he was a wizard <laughs> he was just a dude probably trying to summon the devil so he could get laid uh but anyway right so my mom kicks everybody out She's i mean like, if i were a 12 year old kid yeah and i could summon the devil to like get laid that's that's all i would be doing yeah oh totally me and the devil getting laid yeah Oh, so stupid kids. <laughs> my mom kicks him out, and I don't really think anything of it until I'm in bed that night. And you know, my brothers—we had a bunk bed. My brother slept above, and and I remember I just couldn't sleep. I was kind of laying on my back and had my eyes open, and then I had this feeling that something was about to happen, and and then it really did in my window because I'm looking right out my bedroom window. This what looks like red, blurry kind of like thing with with yellow eyes it so it crosses into frame it stops and it turns its head and it peers those yellow eyes right into my soul before looking away and just walking back on whoa i didn't sleep that night i did i was too afraid to ask my brother if he saw it paralyzed just absolutely paralyzed with fear and um I think I remember asking my my brother about it, and and uh, he didn't say anything about it, so I don't think he saw it. But uh, but uh, something, and I, you know, looking back, I was like, maybe it was those kids or something. But I re- I was specifically remember like a glow to it or something, like a like a very like like an energy, um, a, a dark energy, right? Um, but that was that was it. That was the start of it, and then and then from there on, you know, I've always been a spiritual seeker too, so. You know, I always I grew up in a Lutheran school, but I I never really bought into the ideology. So I've always been looking for answers. I'm a seeker, you know, and so I think uh, that really set me on the path to uh, to what is out there. Who are we? Where did we come from? Why do Why do all these things show up in at windows? That's the creepiest That's thing what, yeah. ever. Yeah. And I also have a story that is very recent that I have not told you this story yet. And oh my you're gosh! Lose your mind. You should tell me right now. Um, I'm going to. <laughs> but I was not a kid. I, I, like I said, it was recent. I was a grown. I was a grown man. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had another witness, which was my dog. Oh my god! So listen to this. Um, normal night. I'm uh, I'm asleep in my. Uh, uh, I live in an apartment on the ground floor, and my bedroom is at the back of the apartment. And then uh, when you first come in, this is kind of important. This is tedious, but um, when you walk through the door of my 
uh, apartment, there's a window at ground level just to your right. So if you're walking out of the back bedrooms, you are facing this window that looks out basically into a driveway that runs alongside of the building. There's like eight or nine units, okay? Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm asleep, and I wake up because I hear my bulldog, Albie, who is sleeping on the couch in the living room near that window. I hear him growling, and it wakes me up in the back bedroom, and I'm just listening to him growl for about 10, 15 seconds, waiting to see if he chills out. I'm just worried about... uh, waking up the building if he starts barking. And I have another dog, a terrier, who was sleeping with me, and she perks up. She starts growling. And my buddy who lives next door to me uh, works on um, film and TV sets. He's a key AD. And I knew that he was shooting until about 5 in the morning. I looked at the clock. It's around 4 a.m. And I thought, well, Kyle's probably coming home. Mm. And he just woke Albie up. But Albie starts doing his intruder bark. And he knows Kyle. And then Violet shoots out of bed, and she starts barking as soon as she gets in the living room. And now I'm just jumping out of bed trying to shush them because I don't want to wake up my neighbors. They're going, these dogs are going apeshit. So I walk out into the living room, and Albie is standing on my couch staring at the window. Violet, my other terrier, so I actually had two other witnesses. She's staring at the window, barking her head off. And at the window, the curtains are drawn, so I just have a silhouette. There is a silhouette of a figure peering in through the curtains into the living room. And I kid you not. And this is a guy who started a podcast about the paranormal. I'm always ready for something strange. But the figure in this window was uh, had a uh, sort of heart-shaped head where if the heart was smooth on top instead of two lumps it's just like this sort of diamond heart shaped teardrop inverted teardrop shaped head and has a long neck about as thick as this microphone wow and i think to myself not even scared i go that looks like an alien right just like my brain is like that looks like an alien right not scared uh just like, it's so on the nose, looks like an alien gray silhouette. And as soon as I thought that, the the being at the window turned its head, and I could get a better glimpse of its profile. Mm. And it looked like, uh, you know, like a, 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 a golf, I don't know golf clubs very well. I'm not a big golfer, but it was like a golf wedge. Yeah. Where the I could get a better view of the silhouette and the neck attaching at the back of the of the skull not the base of the skull and it moved super fluid it it wasn't stiff it moved like a person would move but it looked like straight out of a Steven Spielberg science fiction film it looked exactly like the the entities that come out of the spaceship at the end of Close Encounters like dead on like so on the nose, yeah. obvious alien shape. I immediately go whoa, and I flip on my light, and the thing takes off. You know, so this uh, this is all happening in the span of about thirty seconds. Dog growling, uh oh, don't wake up. Bark, bark, uh oh. Everyone barks. I walk out. Oh, that looks like an alien. It moves its head. I freak out. Turn on the light. It takes off. Yeah. 
And I immediately dashed down onto my. Uh, I know this is insane. I've told this story. It's in. How long Same. ago was this? This was two summers ago. And get this. This happened within a week of driving out and coming back from Roswell, New Mexico. Mm. How crazy is it? And I, if the dogs had not seen it, yeah. I would have thought I was hallucinating. Sure. But they, I was totally sober. Yeah. I had just woken up. I was not expecting to see this, and it was. It looked like a special effect from a movie. So I go out onto the porch. I can't see. It ran toward the back of the property, and as I'm on the porch, my buddy Kyle steps outside, the one who I thought was coming home. He steps out on his porch. At the time, he was smoke cigarettes, don't do it, kids. And I look over at him, and I go, uh, uh, did you just get home? What you know? Because yeah. I'm trying to rationalize what I sure. just saw. And he goes, no, I've been home for an hour. And I go, dude, there was some I, – I didn't tell him at the time, so I just said there was someone staring in my window. Mm-hmm. And he looks at me, and he turns white, and he goes, that's really scary. And I go, why? And he goes, because I've been home for an hour now watching Netflix in the back bedroom. And he's like, I could not shake the feeling that something was watching me, oh, that goosebumps. something was with me. And he goes, I kept taking off my yeah. headphones and looking around the apartment because I felt there was something yeah. with me. I feel like we're being watched right now. We might be, <laughs> dude. Uh, Goosebumps. Yeah, I know. Me too. You ever How feel, crazy is that? You ever feel like that? Like maybe it works like like an antenna? I mean, guys like us who, who put out a signal or who are able to receive a signal that there might be some sort of um, connection there. I think there could be, and I think that, I mean, People yes, who are open-minded. Well, look, here's the thing that I have to say. If this stuff exists, you know, ghosts, Bigfoot, aliens, interdimensional beings, mm-hmm. whatever they are, if that stuff exists, and I, again, believe it does, then I believe you believe we, it does. I believe, I believe, <laughs> I, you believe, I believe. No, but there has to be some system as to how this all works or how we can see these things or why we can't always see these things sure we don't know i'm very agnostic about all of it yeah i think that there's a lot we just don't know about reality we think we think you know we have height space and width we live in the third dimension we experience time as it happens beat by beat literally uh or linearly uh but i think that there's a whole other side to reality we that we just don't know about and we don't know how it works well there is you know and i think what's how i work my life philosophy is i enjoy the question right i don't even need to have the answer life to me is a mystery and this this world is so mysterious this universe is so mysterious um you know even even our own consciousness is so mysterious that um that, you know, I really, I wouldn't want to live in a world without mystery. And so for me, I, I, I love the question and, and I don't know if we'll ever get to an answer. And I think the more that you can be okay with like not having a solid like, you know, oh, this is my understanding of what's happening, you know, then you can be really like, let your feelings kind of interpret uh, maybe what it is we're experiencing. On that note. Uh, on that note, that's a beautiful uh, sentiment. But guess what? It's time for our next segment called... What the hell was that? <laughs> and we're back. You're back with Bryce and Michael. It's the Bigfoot Collectors Club. <laughs> oh, my God. 
That's so fun to do. Just delete this podcast. <laughs> uh, all right, so we're back. Uh, we just told two strange encounters. OG stories. From one was OG. One happened to me a couple of years ago. Right. And now uh, we're going to take this time to unpack it a little bit and figure out what the hell was that. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Great. I know we just said we, we, don't, we don't need to question things. But for, for but fun, for fun, let's question it. So you encountered a red glowing being with yellow eyes yes and you know peering in your window here's what i didn't mention oh is that do you remember that you're leaving out important details yes do you remember that your story's changing now i'm starting to no no i'm 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 (laughs) i'm getting into more of the detail yeah 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 yeah. do you remember the tuna can with the red devil yeah it looked very much like that wait i'm gonna google this right now as you're talking about it so there was a tuna can with the red devil, this is the stuff I love. And These so details ask, really bring these yeah, stories so to life. Is, is this my conscience, consciousness, like projecting this image on what I had experienced with these young kids in my driveway earlier? That doesn't explain the glow, you, you know, or that creepy feeling I had before it even entered the window. This guy? Yes. Whoa. Are you creeped out just by looking Under, at it? Deviled ham, blind pig, and the acorn. What am I reading here? Yes. But it was Underwood. It's the Underwood I'm, I'm, logo. I'm, I'm get look, bro. I'm getting like goosebumps That's just looking creepy. at it. That's creepy. But it was very much like that, and I and it had the horns too. I'm not even kidding. And and only the eyes were yellow, and they Whoa. peered into my. That's funny that you soul. that you <laughs> said yeah. That's funny that you said that because when not when you were talking about it, I was picturing something almost sort of animated or two dimensional mm-hmm. because of the shape it must have been. Mm-hmm. That's so creepy. So what do you think? If it well, come on, it could have been that boy Dig with in. a mask. You know, it could. But have, he's, you said he was glowing. I, maybe that was my interpretation of what what happened. You what know? if it was the boy? Okay, so we already know this kid had like some this dark arts game board dark or arts, something. Yeah, I he want that game was a dark now. arts player. <laughs> and could it be that this kid? astrally projected himself let's call my mom right now and ask her if she knows anything about it what she, right like would she Can we get that? her on yeah I'll... no but do you think it could real quick before yeah. we we bother your mother do you think that it could have been like the kids projecting his like soul and coming to maybe. stare in your window or his or maybe like because they were or... kicked out i think my mom was pretty explicit with them i think your mom was pretty too and so oh yeah well thank you and so but i think she kicked those boys out i don't think he liked that and so maybe he like sent something my way yeah or 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 in the 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 short time that you guys had been goofing around with this ouija board yeah you contacted something yeah and it showed up to be like hey you guys called me yeah and now you're sleeping what are you doing yeah no like come on about well I just remember it like I mean obviously it had a big impact on my life. I remember it so vividly today. So if 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 a boy can do that with a mask then <laughs> then fucking then it's a gift. Then it's a he gift. He really gave us a gift. But now you're just, like you're selling yourself. Sure, you're saying it's a kid in a mask? I don't know. No. No. You my... know whether or not it was a kid in a mask. Yeah, well okay, here's and to add I want to know what you the story, think it was. Okay, so my brother, my older brother and I, we went to a Lutheran school called Gethsemane in Denver. And later that year, my brother had experienced something down the aisle of the church, what he interpreted as like a red bull, like a red glowing bull. And uh and that really spooked him. And 
And there it is, that red glowing thing again. So I don't know what that is. Maybe it's like an entity that is native to your town yeah. or your neighborhood. Yeah. Well, what would you think it might have been? I don't know. I think I think it was. Uh, if I'm using, you know, I'm using my imagination here. I think you guys caught something's attention, mm -hmm. and it's probably some sort of interdimensional being that is right out of strange things yeah it that's what i'm saying i think it was like uh it was like uh except uh, my guy was a tuna guy and yeah, not a flower yeah, monster yeah 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 it's not the demigorgon but it's some kind of entity yeah. or if that kid was and his family were into some freaky stuff they might have like a you know what they call like a familiar which sure. is a spirit that follows that family around and maybe he just came over to well, check check things out let me blow your mind a little bit yeah i'm so thankful that happened in my life you know, I'm so thankful that thing visited me. Because to that day, I have been asking questions that probably a normal kid wouldn't want to know the answers yeah. to. You know what I mean? And that that, that has driven me. And yeah. So I'm, I'm so grateful for that incident. In right. A sense. Right. Yeah, it's creepy. I don't know, man. Uh, I think you, I think it was, look, it could all, look, there's always the, it could have been your imagination. It could always, you know, you know, we can always just fall back on that excuse. But if we're if we're gonna run with it, yeah, I think that 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 maybe something otherworldly, sure, not other dimensional, yeah. yeah. Well, and we'll talk about it in later podcasts, too, but, and we'll get into more of my, like, Yeah, we're just the tip of the iceberg here. I know, because we can't really crack paranormal philosophy because because I, 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 I have, you know, feelings towards projection yeah. and con conscientious toward of, like, it, whatever. Yeah, okay. That's uh, that's probably for another episode. Got it. Uh, but let's talk about your thing. Well, something also, similar incident. Yes. Something appeared at my window at night and yeah. i feel like if you were listening to this you have definitely experienced something uh yeah okay it's late at night we're asleep right we're dreaming golden hour three There's four a.m there is something it's like one of those old i feel like do you ever look at the time three thirty-three? yes man there's something odd about that. I, okay, so I wrote a comic book called I make Lucid. wishes on it. Like in, in, sure, in, the, in, in 11 PM, 11. At PM, I'll make a wish on it if I see it. Yes. And at AM, I feel very creepy about it. <clears throat> yeah, well, uh, I actually wrote a comic book called Lucid, which is available on Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com. And it's wonderful. I have and there's it. a there's a scene, there's a three there's a 3.33 AM reference in it. There's a scene where he wakes up, something the main character, and there's something going on, and the clock says 3.33 mm. AM. So there, it is a weird. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like at nighttime and in certain times of year. Mm -hmm. uh, and this was my encounter took place around uh, summer solstice when you know Midsummer Night's Dream takes place, and that's a play that's all about how at midsummer the realm between the human world and the spirit world, where the, all the fairies are hanging out, is very thin, mm -hmm. and the fairies can cross over sure. during that time of year and interact with uh humans now this is obviously uh parts of fairy tales and folklore and stories but there could be some truth there that maybe certain times of day certain times of night certain times of year these worlds are just the wall between the the worlds are a little thinner yeah and what i saw was definitely a physical being it moved very much very naturally like sure. a biological creature um, well, I picked up. It definitely was not a person. I know that. I ha actually had a friend 
the next night stand outside my window so I could see what a, and it was a completely different shape and figure. Sure. This was something that was at least it was small and skinny. It was like you know three feet peering into well, let me my ask window. Some questions. I'm very interested in the fact that it was right after you had visited Roswell. There might be a there a, some sort of a connection there. And this, first of all, was this your? This is not your first paranormal experience. I have, and we. I won't get into it now, but I've definitely seen. Uh, I've seen a ghost, mm-hmm. and I have uh, seen strange lights in the sky for yep. sure. I Me think too. that's pretty common. Um, but, but I'm always but looking up. I've never. Yeah, I, I know. spend a lot of my I think day if you, looking I th- up. I think if you do, you're going to see a lot more things in the sky. It's just you're not going to see what's coming your way on a sidewalk, right? You know, you're going to miss a lot of lucky pennies, <laughs> right. but. Uh, yeah, but no, this is I've this was by far the most surreal experience I have ever had because I could not put it into context. I could only go with the brief uh, information I was given in that window of time. Sure. So I thought this thing looks like an alien. I saw it move, so I got a little bit better look mm-hmm. at it at its anatomy, which was not human. Yeah. So I saw that. So. Uh, I put it into the quote-unquote alien category. It looked like an alien gray. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dog saw it, so it wasn't something in my mind. Uh, and then it took off, so it didn't want to be seen, and it moved very quickly. So I thought, okay, I'm not supposed to be seeing this thing. It wasn't coming to make contact with me. Right. So I go, I caught a glimpse of something that... I normally was would not be allowed to see. Yeah. That's the way it felt. What I love about your story is 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 uh, so we're both actors, right? And we look for we look for truth, and truth can always be found in the unexpected. And and when you when your original reaction is, oh my god, that looks like an alien. You know what I mean? That's that's not the that's not that's only something that happens that if it's like really happening. You yeah, know what I mean? Happening like, in real time. And yeah. you're, you know, cause you think about these things and you think like, well, weren't you immediately scared? No, because I didn't. Yeah. I even saw the shape of an alien in my window and didn't believe it. Yeah. I didn't believe it until it moved. And I went, now that is, that's when I went, well, I think I actually went, holy shit. And I yeah. turned on my light. Cause then when I saw it move, I knew I was seeing something strange. Do you know who? Have you ever read Stan Rosenthal? He, I think he's from Colorado, but he put out a book. He had a lot of strange. That's not the DMT guy. No, no, no. He had a lot of strange visitations from like, like you, like creatures looking in his window. A lot that he captured on film and video. Now his case is somewhat. Wait uh, a minute. Is this the guy that there's that Netflix movie about? I'm not sure. No, not the one you shown me that UFO. I love that one. No, there's, there's. There's another guy who's I have the recently... book, though. I should show you the pictures because in it, little greys are looking in his window. I th- if this is the guy I'm thinking of, <laughs> he has a Netflix special, and yeah. a lot of that stuff got debunked. And yeah. I don't know if it's this guy. It's a pretty debunked... Yeah, it's it's a pretty uh, controversial case, I mean. But but then again, with the windows, you know? It's yeah. Just, uh, I, don't I don't know. know. It's weird. Um, so, I, I don't know. So, here's the other thing. Like unlike traditional alien encounter stories, I didn't experience, to my mind, missing time. Mm-hmm. I didn't experience any bright lights. Mm-mm. There was nothing in my apartment. I did not. I don't believe I was taken right. or anything like that. Right. Uh, so it was an alien gray without a lot of the usual phenomenon. Also, I live in Hollywood. I mean, it's a, a busy street. Yeah. yeah and uh, so you would think that's also 
strange. These things usually happen in rural yeah. areas, in my imagination. What if it's this? What if it's some, um, some, some black teen that uh, you know who survey people visiting Area Fifty One or stuff like this, and you know, uh, they send they want to spook. You know, civilians who are, you know. Oh, so you think this is like a man-made... Maybe, yeah. I mean, you know, Stephen Greer, he puts out a lot of theories that uh, that's kind of like, you know, there's there's this secret uh, cobble of people who, right. you know, who are throwing people off the case by using greys to like, you know what I mean? That, right. So... Well, but I don't know, because here's the thing. Mm. I went to... Roswell with my friend, like a tourist. Yeah, and can like I just prep in for our podcast listeners? You know, we're just two guys, man. You know, it's yeah. like, yeah, I, we read a lot of cool stuff, but I don't remember a lot of the details. No, right I don't either. The tip of my no, tongue. I don't either. I, I want can't, to. I can't remember what the name of the guy from that Netflix right. thing. Yeah, we're in good company here. Yes. And you know what? We'll we'll uh, once we get this up and running, we have a website and everything. We can we can always throw up references of exactly. things that we're talking about. You know what, guys? You can Google it too at home. Okay. Yeah. Look, we're just having a conversation here. That's all it. right. That's all. Why are we so defensive? Because <laughs> I'm seeing aliens, <laughs> and now you got me worried about black ops teams oh, no. coming to get me. No, no. But I went to Roswell. I wasn't like breaking in any. Right. You know, I went on a tourist trip. Right. So what are they scaring scaring me for? I bought like a T-shirt and a bumper sticker. <laughs> Uh, but but what but, but what I think could be is that uh, if there's something there and there's something watching us from another dimension or from a perspective that we don't have, sure, it could have been like, hey, that guy's interested in this stuff. Let's go check it out. Let's go check him yeah. out. Let's go take a look. Yeah. Um, or it's a coincidence. Well, that goes to my antenna theory. It's like, right. you know what I mean? Hey, you're open to like yes. receiving signals from yes. who, enter other dimensions, other who knows? Yeah, my, my friend, my buddy Joe, something followed us home. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe, maybe not. The the, the thing, the close, actually the, the thing that I could most, uh, that I could most closely re uh, relate this account to was that it was like seeing an animal in the wild. Mm-hmm. For like a brief moment before it scurried away, and yeah. you're like, "Oh my gosh, I just saw a mountain lion, or yeah. I saw a raccoon." <laughs> right. I mean, other that mountain lion is pretty cool to get excited about a raccoon, whatever. But you know what I'm saying? It was almost like I was seeing something in its natural habitat, even, and I interfered with it, and it ran away. Yeah. So that made me think. Well, what if these creatures, these greys, if that's what it was? share our planet with us mm -hmm. kind of like an elf or a leprechaun in old folklore mm -hmm. and they are or a bigfoot and they are just very good or they have access to different planes of reality that we don't know about yeah and they're really good at keeping themselves hidden yeah and i just happened to catch one yeah or it was just kind of passing through our dimension and peered in the window and saw this really adorable and also crazy looking bulldog that it was like what is that thing sleeping on that couch because yeah. i think it was watching my dog i think my i think it heard it may have been in my next door neighbor's house i think because if you know my dog if you've ever spent the night at my house first of all congratulations <laughs> secondly <laughs> secondly uh my dog snores that's why i tend to put him out in the living room because yeah. he can snore so loud it, it wakes me up so if it was a quiet night and you're walking past my building, you could hear my dog snoring through the window. And I bet that creature went, what is that sound? 
looked in, saw this lump of dog, squishy dog flesh sleeping on the couch. I think he was just trying to figure out what that animal was. I don't know. And then I walked out, and he took off. I think that thing wanted you to see it. Well, that's a whole other. We keep saying that. (laughs) I know. So I don't know. I I think it was probably, since I'm going to try to define what I saw. I think it was related to an alien gray, if not an alien gray, but I don't feel like it came from a spaceship. I feel like it was passing through my environment, our environment, either through a portal from another dimension, or it's here all the time, and there are other things like it, and we just don't typically see them. On that note, we'll be back uh, right after this. Welcome back. Now it's time for Collector's Corner. Uh, Bryce and I are both collectors, and we collect more than just spooky stories. Since this is the Bigfoot Collectors Club, I wanted to ask you, Bryce, if there was anything you've collected recently that you wanted to share with the group. Absolutely. First of all, I love toys, um, and I love collecting unique things. I refer to them as um, sometimes even almost talismans. I'm not sure if you're I'd familiar totally with get that it. lexicon, but yeah. it's, it's things that... Uh, I don't know, they can change your mood, they have energy. But anyway, what we're looking at right now is this is my Willow Creek Bigfoot statue, and I got this in the uh, the Bigfoot Museum right there in Willow Creek. Do you know that both times I've been to Willow Creek, Creek and I've been twice, the museum was closed. Oh, like, what the fuck? One time I got in there too late, and the, the guy was like, locking up. Lock, and I was like, oh, no, lock it up. He was like, sorry, boys, locking right. up. And then the other time was that we, might were, have been the we guy were there. That Patterson and Gimlin took the Prob- videotape to. Probably. Uh, he, who owns it? I forget his name. But imagine if they got there when he was locking up, they they would never. He, <laughs> no one would have ever seen the the footage. Locking up. Sorry, locking boys. up. Sure, boys. <laughs> uh, and then the second time I went, it was before the Bigfoot season started, mm. and they just weren't open until May. Yeah. No, that's that's bogus. This guy's awesome. I love him. Yeah, you know we actually it's like a little wooden ish. Yeah, wooden sculpt. I mean, it's probably plaster, but he uh, it's meant to look like a wooden carving of a of a Sasquatch. You know, we actually filmed there in Willow Creek, and they en- they ended us ended up not letting us use the footage. And it's like, hey, listen, there's not going to be very mo- many movies coming through here doing a film called Willow Creek. Maybe this is the time <laughs> to let let us film in your Bigfoot museum. But yeah, that's uh, true. Yeah, I mean the movie doesn't miss it, but that is true. Yeah, that there's, uh, so we were a little disappointed. But we filmed in there anyway, and and you know I this is a great story when uh, there was a couple in there with us, and um, you know, and I was just holding the camera because it's like supposed to be from a documentarian's point of view, and so that other couple came out of the the Bigfoot Museum, and our producer Amy Pearson, she snagged them, and she's like, oh, can I get some release? And they're like, yeah, why? Oh, we're just filming a little independent film. Those are actors, and they're like, are you kidding? We thought they were married and like on their honeymoon or something. So we were like, "Oh yeah, yeah, you know, it's so great. We're so convinced. We're so convincing." But I was really just a big happy kid. Yeah. Walking through well, the you Bigfoot can, museum. and you can also tell that when you watch the movie, how much you're just kind of geeking out, yeah, talking totally. to some of these real people about Bigfoot. It's a cool place. If you haven't been, the whole town is just like you know, it, it feeds off the Bigfoot community. And I like this little and, guy. Uh, but yeah, he's cool. What about you? Do you have anything here for? Uh, Collector's Corner? Uh, I didn't bring anything with me today. You brought me this. Oh, I did. This is pretty cool. Okay, um, this is true. This is from a uh, – I, I have a little patch that I brought, uh, like one you would sew on your backpack or iron-on patch. 
Uh, it's a little circle that says, please protect cryptid wildlife. And there's a Sasquatch wearing a hat like Smokey the Bear yeah. standing in front of a, a forest. It's and, amazing. Um, this is by a company, I believe, called Maiden Voyage Clothing Company. And I found this in a little gift shop in Topanga Canyon. But you can find their stuff online. I actually got one, uh, for my, a couple for myself. One is a Flatwoods monster. Oh, nice! Which I'm definitely going to tell that story on this podcast. Yeah, I'm it's not one familiar. of my all-time favorite Flatwoods cryptids, monster. the Flatwoods monster. It's so good. It's so weird. Maybe and then, episode two, maybe. And then, uh, and then I got another one that says uh, "Astral Traveler" on it. And it's oh, got a guy that's like, great! It's pretty cool. That's great. Well, this so, is yeah. awesome. I'm a pin and patch guy, so great. this is great. And that's for you to uh, thank you for going on this uh, adventure with Yeah, me. man, and thank you for, for sharing your story, man. Great. I, mean, I, I haven't told that story to anybody in a long, long yeah, time. Yeah, man, it's, I love it. I love it. And you know stuff. what? Um, We're uh, seeing that picture of that tuna guy, and now I'm going to be thinking about him tonight. That tuna devil's <laughs> going to look at my window. Um, yeah, this has been great. Thank you so much, Bryce. And again, uh, please tune in. This is our... You know, this is our episode zero. You might be listening to this first, or we might release this down the line as a mm. special uh, episode for our listeners. Halloween but, is um, right around the corner. Yeah, let's jo- join us every week. We're going to probably bring in some guests, and as we go on, we're going to share at least one story each week from Paranormal History, so please stay tuned. But totally. before we go, Bryce, uh, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me. I'm all over social media. I love Twitter um, at Bryce O. Johnson or especially Instagram at Mr. Bryce Johnson. And how about you, Mike? Where can uh, find you? you can find me on Instagram and Twitter uh, at McMills. That's M-C-M-I-L-L-Z-Z, two Zs. And, uh, yeah, and if uh, do you have anything to plug real quick? You working on anything cool? Uh, yeah, you know, I actually, speaking of Bobcat, I just came from Atlanta and I did his True TV series. Oh. Bobcat Goldthwaite's Misfits and Monsters. Oh, wow. This sounds perfect. It is going to be a killer. He wrote all of them. He's directing all of them. He's producing all of them. He's a one-man powerhouse. And when, is, when and where is that airing? Uh, I think it'll air next year on True TV, and okay. it's an anthology series. So oh, each wow. one is its own little like thing, like its own unique and is piece. And pa- is it paranormal stuff in there, too? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like all kinds of cool oh, stuff. This sounds so cool. Yeah, it's okay, really so rad. Keep your eyes uh, peeled for that. Uh, you can find me on uh, Season 3 of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. And I mentioned my comic book, uh, Lucid, earlier. You can find the graphic novel yes. for that, and it deals with all of this stuff. It's incredible. So, thank you, buddy. And hate to leave the audiences hanging. I think on another episode, we will call my mom and, and, and see what her yes. recollection of that story for is. Sure. Because maybe there's some missing details. Yeah. We'll give her a heads up, yeah. and we'll make that call. And uh, you can find uh, Bigfoot Collectors Club on social media uh, with these plugs. Check us out on Instagram at Bigfoot Collectors Club and on Twitter at Bigfoot underscore C Club. And our music is from the song Come Alone by Sun Eaters, courtesy of Lotus Pool Records. Okay, awesome. Thanks, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned. There's going to be a lot of great stuff coming. No doubt about it. This is uh, Bryce and Michael signing out. Peace. Hey, this is Eric Malinsky, host of the podcast Imaginary Worlds. 
Each episode, I explore different sci-fi fantasy genres, talking with filmmakers, novelists, game designers, cosplayers, comic book artists, and anyone who works in the field of make-believe. I also look at the fan experience, asking, why do we suspend our disbelief? You can subscribe to Imaginary Worlds wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, Heather Ashley here, host of the Big Mad True Crime Podcast. If you're looking for a true crime podcast with all of the details and none of the small talk, you have found your people. Each week, we dive deep into a new case and learn everything there is to know, from getting to know the victim and the impact their cases had on those around them, to the investigation into what happened to them and who is or might be responsible. And if the bad guy looks like he might drink whiskey by a dumpster or has the social skills of an ogre, we say it because we were all thinking it anyway. As the name suggests, we get big mad over true crime, and I would love to have you join our incredible community of listeners with big hearts and zero time for small talk. Subscribe to Big Mad True Crime anywhere you listen to podcasts and listen to new episodes every single Monday.